Hello, Stephanie and Interabang. Hello. <laughs> How are you both doing? Doing all right, I think. Things have gotten better. It's kind of like at the time of recording, it's a uh, late spring or mid mid to late springish, and uh, I think it's better. Not the sunny weather is starting to come out, and uh, I think very much imbibe me with the vitamin d and you know clear blue skies so yeah feeling a better mood a little bit yeah i think where we're living in terrifying uh it was kind of like that that seesaw like that teetering balance where like for a little bit like the weather be kind of getting warmer and you get excited like oh are we done with winter and there'd be like a few days or like a week of like back to some of the cold weather but i feel like it's slowly shifting mm-hmm. to like okay no really we are in like the warmer weather you can you can let your guard down a little bit um but you never know there could always be a rogue winter breeze storm that blows through or something but mm-hmm. um, yeah can't fully fully trust uh, mm-hmm. the, the weather throughout the day quite yet tr- trust it to be fickle yeah yeah but getting i think gradually getting a bit bit warmer i myself where i live um, we have quite a few flowers, flowering plants and trees. And I guess for me, I also live in a place where like in the colder months, like the trees that we had the fall leaves that turned color is pretty vibrant. Mm. And I, I like that in the fall. I think it's nice. Um, it's pretty, but I just noticed with myself, I get way jazzed up during this time with the spring Yeah, because it's like flowers are blooming. I think it's also because of my mind knowing what's happening next. So like the fall colors are pretty and awesome, but I know like, okay, yeah, this means like the holiday season of in the States, we have Thanksgiving and like Christmas and new Year's stuff, which is fun, but it also just means like the days are shorter. It's going to be colder and things. So yeah, the holidays are great, but for me, what's even better is like, more sun, longer days, and then like the next thing to be like summer because I like warm, sunny weather. So I'm just like, no, I think like <laughs> I kind of felt myself trying to like reel it back because in terms before this episode recording with Stephanie and I were chatting beforehand, Stephanie was like, you know, talking a little bit like, you know, she's busy, got things going on. And I'm like, oh, but like we have so much more time and there's so much more energy. And I could feel like myself going, hey, Michelle, like, hold on. <laughs> That might not be the case for everyone just because you're like, I, I don't even walk regularly anymore. I'm just skipping. Just bouncing. I'm oh. bouncing. I don't walk anymore. I'm bouncing right now. And I'm like, okay, hold on, Michelle. Maybe not everyone is feeling exactly that. So try to reel it back and like let Stephanie speak what she's going through. So but you, you've got a good point there because I do appreciate the days when I've got like a bounce, a spring in my step, shall we say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it does give you something to look forward to. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was, I was carried away with my train. It's like you talked about, about like the, the pleasure and joys of like our, our slower Huga episodes and like, you know, cozying up and nestling into things. And yeah, but for me, I noticed just for myself, this time, this ramp up time, and especially when we really hit like that summer stride. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm up and at them. I'm up and Adam. Uh, I have some friends who live up in Alaska, which is, you know, very Northern 
latitude area. And yeah, during the summers, you know, it's like the sun pretty much never goes down. So mm. they are so physically active and busy because they're just outside all the time, gardening, farming, fishing. Um, and they're really up like they only does, sleep like a few hours a night. Basically, I was going to say, does their sleep schedule align with the amount of time that, of the sun when it kind of dips below the horizon? So if it's only like two hours of darkness, do they do they sleep yeah. for just two hours and that's it? And they They'll sleep for longer than two hours, but like in general, like they are sleeping several hours less than less. what they're sleeping in the winter months. Sure. And so they say it kind of works out because you are just in this month, several month long energy overdrive and you're not even you don't even really feel that tired and then once winter hits it all kind of hits you and then you're just exhausted but it's okay because there's nothing to do anyways you just sleep um so i think that's that's kind of fun to have this collective surge of energy uh and you just do all these things so yeah i just uh well hopefully yeah hopefully things are going well for you in Terabang, I wanted to open the episode with a few little thoughts that have been going through my mind. Mm-hmm. One is more of just like a concept, just a phrase I came across recently. Mm-hmm. And I attended this, I guess it's like an immersive music concert of some kind. Like it was, it was the, the music, musical artist singing very, um, oh, I very kind of ethereal music okay um uh kind of like Enya or Florence yeah or how would you describe it it's kind of similar to I know we talked about her Lisa Gerard she's um part of singer lead singer for the group Dead Can Dance Um, Lisa Gerard you might be familiar Stephanie Fisher and Terry Bang might possibly she's like the vocalist for a lot of um like the gladiator music in the film oh um, yes okay. and she did some stuff i think for the movie dune yeah okay okay so she's um, got like the sort of middle eastern um like looks yeah. like because yeah. she's she's technically australian yeah but, interesting okay. but yeah i don't kind of the chanting vocal training for that I don't know what to call it, but yeah, very ethereal, ethereal music and it kind of sure. all blends and is very meditative and um, escapism there. So I sure. went to a concert that was where the singer was similar to that and had okay. like those sound bowls and like a gong and chimes nice. and things and like uh, kind of a mixing board. And it was set where we were floating on little like pool floats in a pool. Uh-huh. And we had like these special uh, headphones on. They're like noise canceling and like really, um, you could kind of hear all the different sounds very clearly. Were they waterproof um, in case you splashed? They weren't. So you were supposed wow. to just kind of float. You don't okay. You swimming, but uh, anyways, um, the staging for that before they got into the music part of the concert was like we want they were kind of describing what you should be experiencing or channeling or thinking about during Mm -hmm. when the music was playing. And she used the phrase cellular massage. Interesting. Okay. I just like that. (laughs) Why? I was like, Ooh, that sounds nice. Describe what that means to you. And then I'll describe what it means to me. I'm like moving around a little bit right now because like, I've heard of that kind of concept in, in dance and movement therapy of like, you know, how, dance happens on 
from a macro scale all the way to a micro scale where you can even think about like the dance of cell to cell communication of things like even in your brain like the neurotransmitters going back and forth like that's a dance you could think of so I've like been a little bit familiar with like cellular things in terms of like creativity and whatnot and kind of using the word cellular in like a kind of a metaphorical sense I guess Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not like technically cellular but um I guess some people think it could be technically cellular uh but yeah so cellular massage I hadn't heard that and I just kind of felt like you know, when you see in in our science textbooks, um, you know, the plant cells that have like those rigid, more rigid cell walls versus mm-hmm. the animal cell models. Mm-hmm. And they would show like what happens in different like amounts of water and water pressure where like sometimes like the walls would be like sucked inward or they'd be like so turgid and like pushing out yeah. and stuff. And I just feel like, you know, it's all tight and tense depending on whatever the environmental conditions are. And I just kind of felt like these little fingies coming in, like, kind of like mushing <laughs> along those cells and like, oh, because like I love scalp massages. Like that's, you know, everyone has like a different part of their body. Like some people are like, oh yeah, if you like rub my feet, it's like, oh, I'm done. For me, it's like scalp massages. Sure. It's my area where I like am very responsive. So I'm just like, it's kind of like, like, like kind of kneading dough, like how little, how like cats make biscuits on you. It's kind yeah, of like sure, 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 sure. on all my little like tired cells. So I was like thinking like going, like doing like a body scan, like the cells in my fingernails, like the cells in my finger, in my skin and my nails, little, like little blood, they... cap- little blood capillaries, just like these imaginary little tiny fingers, like Massage. Are they all kneading at the same frequency? So is it like all pulsating in um, no, it, it's tailored. sync or is it all like... Uh, it's specifically tailored okay. to that region of a part of the body that whatever it needs, whether it's needs to be loosened up or tightened up or something. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a complete like... Because sometimes, yeah, there is a thing in like, in especially in massage therapy where it's like, it's called like resonance where they're like kind of move like move your like you're lying flat face up and they'll like kind of move your ankles back and forth mm-hmm. at a certain rate and that'll kind of like slowly start shifting your whole body mm-hmm. and depending on the amount of tension throughout your whole body like potentially like your entire body could be moving as a single unit mm. by the specialist only having direct contact like at your ankles and like mm-hmm. moving your ankles back like and forth it's called like resonance yeah. therapy. It's like a modality in, in massage work. Um, sure. So I think that would make sense of what you're talking about. Like, oh, it's like all pulsing at the same frequency. Uh, but for me, it was like, just like going through the little areas and just like seeing what they were needing, what state that they were in and like massaging and like making little hand gestures. Um, and then just kind of reaching the state of like, you talked about it before, like allostasis of like, ah, everything's like, recentered a bit mm-hmm. so anyways cellular massage so did I, her music get you to cellular massage you think so i think i was because i was thinking about it i was thinking about it okay um i was yeah i was pretty zen out and everyone else was pretty zen out to be Great. honest Amazing. uh it's pretty chill so yeah i don't know i don't know if it what it means what it, what comes up in your mind oh yeah more more or less yes i was wondering if it was going to be exactly as you described and it pretty much was um exactly as you described um i did have another thought though as you were talking about the turgidness and then the shrunkenness of the cells because i had this 
very similar conversation about those the the diagram of the state of cells literally yesterday to another friend, <laughs> oh. another coworker. Oh wow. And I don't know after so many years why this thought came to mind. Um, but we were just talking, I forgot what the main topic of conversation was, but all of a sudden I was like, do fish drink water? Because this friend owned fish and you know they 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 extract the oxygen from the water right Mm -hmm. Um, that's why like when you own fish you have to have that aerator right in the tank yeah but then (laughs) and it seems ridiculous that i would ask this question or anyone because as my friend pointed out we know you've been busy we know you've been busy living some grace oh thank you you're you're being extremely generous um uh uh like my friend pointed out that living creatures do need to live on like water and air and things like that. And I'm like, yes, but do they? And then um, I was like, but what about like freshwater fish and saltwater fish? Do they need the water, um, like the salinity of the water? Does is that does that matter more for like the drinkingness of aspect of it, or is it more for like maintaining the blood? Uh, stasis you know like if they have too much salt in their bloodstream or drinking in you know the the the, is it the blood cells will shrink you know if there's more salt around the plasma area um i forget which way it goes obviously (laughs) Um, when you're saying drinking i mean you're also kind of referring back to the mechanism of like the water passing through their gills right are you thinking about like you know, like humans we gotta drink water in order for yeah. it to, yeah like, i mean i know some of the water blood, goes goes in our in our bloodstream like right? goes through and, their di- goes through their digestive tract that's what you're referring to and how water right is like like obviously they obviously to- they gulp the you know water for various purposes right some some to breathe some to drink maybe yeah um and that that's more for digestive purposes and i assume it goes into the bloodstream yeah. I just never thought about fish drinking water because <laughs> it just never occurred to me that they would need to drink because they're just surrounded by the stuff. And your and your field is what at work again? What is um, your marine, I, mar- marine biology? Yeah, you know, um, I'm glad I don't specialize in uh, <laughs> what what kind of water they need because, you know, these are the important questions we need to ask if they need to go to Mars, you know we gotta have bring fish to mars and uh know what their drinking needs are we we yeah you know what what if mars's water has a different salinity than uh what we can provide currently i don't know i'm i'm off my rocker clearly (laughs) so that you were thought about that oh because i was mentioning different states of plant cells yes and then the conversation drifted to um like how a kingfisher or like birds of prey are able to fish for fish um like very accurately whereas if a human generally is like standing in a creek or something and they try to fish um the the human brain doesn't really account for that index of refraction so tend to miss unless you're highly trained and we're Um, usually off to the side versus like right above right whereas like like kingfishers they they know exactly where to aim for so we're like but why is that 
and uh i was wondering is it like thermal imaging and i'm and then my friend was like but they're cold the fish are cold-blooded so it doesn't really matter if you have thermal imaging ability or not and i was like oh that's a fair point so um yeah, i, mean, I don't their know eye, their eyes their eyes are much better they're trained more to be okay. like aware i mean evolution wise i think the kingfish fishers that <laughs> hang around are the ones that are better at predicting the movement of fish um yeah but that doesn't show the same case for humans right like we we have humans you know such as myself, yeah if you hang I've out with the fish, if but... you hang out with a group of people who are like rely on fishing like and you try they're to good fish fishing with the, yeah they're going to be like really fishing good with their hands yeah, yeah. okay yeah. okay 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 fair, fair enough but uh because yeah, they have so those like I... over in like southeast asia like they have those islands specific islands and they're like the they're like they don't even live on land they live in like rafts basically the the people and, yeah um, yeah yeah they just totally rely on fishing and they usually just do like spear fishing i just and, can't believe how stumped i was with these questions and i was just kind of founded by my own curiosity and just lack of making sense with anything and i'm like oh boy and it's i like rough. that you just had that cat you had that cap completely unscrewed and just letting it oh, all yeah. pour out to your friend your co-worker. i had i had not seen this friend in almost a year and so they must have been like wow it, they just yeah really they just, yeah they just asked how you were doing <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> they asked they asked a two-minute question you gave a 20-minute response and never and, was like, and, and you didn't even answer the question you just, and i was apologizing i was like i'm sorry this has turned into such a weird conversation and they're like no this is this is more interesting than like normal small talk i'm like that's fair enough let's talk about sharks and they're like what sharks oh you're, you're like yeah there's more there's more to this list. yeah 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 and uh, yeah, if, I was, get, if I get your approval, that you like this. Let me pull up the full list. Um, yeah, it, the, the train of thought went to, uh, it, it branched off into many trains, more than I think they had bargained for when they agreed to have a lunch with me. And I was like, um, hmm. a little bit sorry for them, but I was like, glad I could uh, unleash after yeah. not being able to ask these profound questions that no one else seems to have answers for <laughs> yet until this very moment when michelle has finally come to my rescue <laughs> yeah it has been a while i mean you may i don't know if you're keeping up with us on, on an episode to episode schedule and tripping but it has been a bit of a time that we've last recorded actually to be honest uh, to a, a month exactly pretty much this is this may be why i'm so scary because i don't have this outlet so other so i like apologize the same people in my life are now questioning all my questions <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry that in Terbang and I haven't been uh, there you. for me oh, uh, not, as often you. as we need as, we, as, as you're needing. Um, well, to rhyme with the word cells and segue into the next open opener mm-hmm. I've had, um, cells to smells. That's where I wanted to take this. Oh boy! Oh no! Oh, you want? You might be a little more mad than I am. We've talked about (laughs) smells in the past of like our favorite. We've talked about smells versus scents. Okay. And our favorite scents and terrapins and one of the episodes. And oftentimes you'll hear us talking about what candle we have lit <laughs> or whichever. Um, but something that came across my radar a bit ago that I brought up to Stephanie and we're like, yeah, it's be fun to talk about. Um, it was the state um, of New Mexico. Yeah, the state of New Mexico uh, announced, uh, I don't know if they totally made it official or not, but they were wanting to create a state smell just as here in the u.s states have other symbols like state flowers state birds state animal 
the list goes on. I I don't I think those are like the main ones or state food, official state food, things of that nature. So one of the categories that had been done before was state smell and New Mexico. I believe they wanted to be like the hatch green chilies or something that's often in like in their cuisine that delicious that like grow there um okay okay so i sent this article to stephanie about it roasting the smell of roasting green chilies oh i don't think i read that article i'm so sorry it's okay um so it was a bill introduced um but it made it unanimously through its second committee or something unanimous how big is this committee i think it's on its way to being passed a thing great a thing so yeah the smell of roasting green chilies as being the official state smell of new mexico Mm. so yeah so this is stephanie we're like well let's this would be fun as i kind of think about of like what the official state smell official smell could be of different entities whether it is Mm -hmm. you know the state we're currently living in or like the country or we think you could be like random entities because i was like it could be like like the eiffel tower like what would be this official smell at the Eiffel Tower. And I know there's been some attempts at this in marketing of like you can buy, for instance, um my my parents, they attended a university, um a state a state university here in the States, and their gift shop sold a candle that said it was reminiscent of a campus, the school campus. Okay. And the the scent notes were like about some like the trees that grew there like some of the like it was maybe the, the plants that grow there with like a hint of smokiness to mm-hmm. get because it's kind of out in the country mm-hmm. it's a bit of like a smoky muskiness sure onto it so like yeah that was like a smell encapsulated in a candle for uh, a university uh, so i know that's some of the actual like w- some of the ways that people try to make these official smells come to be but yeah I I also know like growing up um and I have I have a, a friend that um I've been friends with since I was like 5 and he'll he'll often say like oh yeah like Michelle like your family like your house your family's house had such a distinct smell like mm. a good like a good thing not like rotting food but mm-hmm. it was like a distinct smell and I was like was it like a candle we was like no it's just like a mixture of like your family like the laundry detergent maybe just the cleaning products in the house mm-hmm. it's like but it just never was like a specific thing so that's interesting or sometimes i'll write like handwritten notes to people and i'll sure. send them out and they'll receive oh i think i got your card michelle i love you so love it so much um, but it smells just like you and i'm like what? i'm gonna smell the card you gave me and i'm like and and I mean, I don't know how long I you had it for, but it's been a while, so I think the, the yeah. odor has gone away. But anyways, and it's like, well, I do light incense and candles, as we talked about in Terrabang, but they're like, but my friends will say, I don't know, it's just you, and it's good. I'm like, is it good? And they're like, yeah, it's good. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. So, anyways, putting that out there, whether it's like, what's your signature scent? And some people will like always wear the same perfume or cologne every day, but like, what is the is your scent or like. What is the scent of your home or of your state or your country, your city, or, or maybe it's like a certain place you go to. Like if I can think of like maybe a park I'd like to go to when I was growing up and like, oh, it'll smell like of pine trees or something. I don't know. I just want to put that out there. Anything to add, Stephanie? I don't know why. I just had the sudden vision of Scotland just smelling like fog. Yeah. Maybe because it's always so like 
gloomy ish you know like foggy or and like greener like greenery like the, like like yeah. the like like on the rocks on the cliff side would have like a little bit of like the moss yeah, growing a little, a little mossy yeah a little misty misty um, i feel like uh, italy it would have to be tomatoes <laughs> maybe it's a bit stereotypical france would have to be either baguettes garlic and or lavender field like fields of like I'm very conflicted with France because they have so many smells going on. They have, you know, like their famous French parfumeries, French bakeries, the French bakeries, and then you got Paris, Paris that, you know, famously people say it's quite dirty. Cigarettes, or um, something. cigarettes or something. But you have the co- the southern coast, got like the, the French, bakeries, the yeah, French then, Riviera. And I'm just thinking now of just all the lovely food that they have. So it's like very difficult for me to do. For, I think for New York, it's like the pizza or the bagels. I, for New York, it's pizza with a metallic scent of like the subway. Oh, yeah. The and like in like the Empire State Building, the steel metallic. Mm-hmm. Empire like State the steam building. rising from like the, the steam from the subways, which is not necessarily the greatest smell either, but it's it's kind of yeah. comforting to see the steam rise. <laughs> um, uh, let's think. Phoenix is like mm. in Arizona, be like like sun, like the smell of like sunshine, like that warm, like whenever like your like your hair smells when you're out in mm-hmm. the sun, like you'll smell like your hair, and it has like a certain like sun kissed mm-hmm. scent. I imagine the Great Lakes would smell kind of just fresh. I don't know why. Maybe because it's freshwater area. And there's like a um, breeze coming off of yeah, it. Yeah. But I don't know. Like it's not quite the candle smell of like Oceanside, but it's you feel air movement, but that's not a scent. <laughs> um, maybe slightly grassy. I don't know. Piney, maybe. Um, Florida, it would smell like fun. <laughs> fun or a swamp, like it's hard to tell. <laughs> swamps, swamps can't be fun. I mean, unless you're Shrek, which you know, <laughs> but that that works too. A uh, little 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 hint of gingerbread, just because his buddy ginger the gingerbread man's name. gingy. Yeah, gingy. Um, I like the idea of like the smell of like you're thinking like, I'm thinking of, like a desert like in out in Jordan or Egypt like the smell of sand like I don't like I can I can when I picture it it's in my mind when it, like when just large expanses like just sandy terrain mm-hmm. like I've been to like the great sand dunes in New Mexico here but there's like it's like a warmth as you were saying, I was mm-hmm. thinking like the the outback in Australia, like well, that's kind more of earthy. That's, that's it's dust, it's clay. That's clay. Yeah. yeah, that's more silt clay. That has a different. Yeah, clay is a different scent. But yeah, that would be a good one too. Like you said, the outback. Yeah, I feel like it's like I like I like we said with the Great Lakes, or when I talked about the desert, how much the temperature, like the the sun level of sun and how much the sun warms that area uh-huh infuses the scent of it like like the, the, the scotland the, the cliffs of scotland where it's just always i imagine ireland is quite green as well so i kind of grassy not, not yeah. like not too grassy but like a but it's like it's always raining there too right that's why it's so green but, so but it'd be it'd be different than like the amazon rainforest that, True, also, that, would that be also like... gets a lot of but that's 
but you know you got the smell of like tropical fruit in the amazon Tropi- you got like yeah, the something. mangoes papayas coffee beans the river like the smell of like the river like, and like the local bugs and the, all the flowers that are you know um flora i would think of like 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 coffee beans or like nuts or like yeah down in amazon like there'd be a nuttiness to sure. it whereas ireland wouldn't have those it would just be just grass alcohol (laughs) (laughs) but yeah more and more just grassy tones or something (laughs) um what would morocco smell like to you i have no idea spices to me i've never i've never been and i don't really know yeah i guess yeah is Um, that actually true though actually have i mean they have like a lot of spices in their cuisine i think I think so too, but I'm not like very okay with it. Yeah, it is a it is a kind of a junction point. Yeah, it's where like it, a lot of cultures kind of come yeah. across. So yeah, so because I would think of like India, like the spice markets that you have. Mm. They have those, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the like open the, markets, the bags of the different spi- piles of powdered spices, mm-hmm. the different tiny mountains. Mm-hmm. Like cumin powder, garam masala, turmeric, and yeah, many, many, many more that I can't you know, I mean, you don't possibly that, name. You don't want to get that up your nose, really, but um, no. But yeah. Um, um, where would you like to go based on said smells, or elsewhere? You know, like it doesn't have to be like a food smell. Like I'm thinking Cape Cod and seafood, but it doesn't have to be that. Yeah, I don't like. I would not like the manufactured smells like i said like the new york mm. metallic smell um mm-hmm. i don't i would not like the industrial some people do like, like that industrial kind of aroma stuff i don't like that so i would be between um yeah i like like the northern california coast similar how you describe like the scotland coastline mm-hmm. with like more the natural smog a little bit yeah. of like that mintiness of, like, you can really ocean, like breathe it in spray. Like, quite deeply yeah yeah um i like the the food ones are nice like like the different smells when would one use a state smell like when you get into the when you walk into the visitors welcome center do you get a puff when you land land on the airport and you walk and you walk uh, you exit the the jet bridge and it's like welcome to wherever and yeah and you get the little I don't puff. Think anyone wants to be greeted with like subway smells yeah, especially when you're getting off the plane like 3 a.m because a you red already eye smell for, because the airplane already a red, a red eye flight it gets spritzed with that after oh. a red eye flight to new york city yeah that'd be great oh no no no, no. it's kind of like how in like las vegas when you right when you exit the jet bridge they have like slot machines right there usually yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. once I was uh, having a layover through the Moscow airport and they literally had vending machines as just like straight up normal sized bottles of vodka. I, was <laughs> like, I thought it was a stereotype. But right. They yeah. have lived up to their name. It's, they actually do do that. Yeah. So that was remarkable. Um, I feel like smells are a bit like yeah, in, in terms of having like the official smell like mm-hmm. kind of going back to the list of state bird state flower state mm-hmm. tree because those are things that are tend to be like native and whether or not they're actually common or something maybe they Irrelevant. were at one point common but i feel like that's a bit more like straightforward like yeah it's this bird yeah okay but the state smell because it 
because some people could love or hate it. They're like, oh, I don't agree with that, or you're missing. Sure, there's so many different aspects of you know countries. Yeah, and um, especially if the area is actually large, it's like, well, that applies to the southern region, but up here in the northern part, like that mm-hmm. doesn't isn't true at all. So I think like with New Mexico picking smell of roasted green chilies, it's it's something that they picked that wasn't necessarily geographical, but more of something that cultural cultural yeah so okay maybe that makes maybe that's the most way to get the most agreement on (laughs) sure unless you're living in a really small region like rhode island luxembourg yeah luxembourg or something yeah where there isn't a ton of like geographical switzerland should smell like chocolate you know Ooh, you think because i was thinking like the cool alps. like like alps like the snowy like evian water mist <laughs> they have those misty excuse me swiss miss it's got you know your swiss alps as the picture it's... as well as the hot chocolate you can have both yes it's an american brand i, I, say, fully I, I, acknowledge I, that. I don't i thought that was american but okay it is i, I think you can have both you can you can make <laughs> you can have evian water kind of help make your chocolate is toblerone yeah swiss um i don't know Let me check i just know that swiss chocolate is delicious it really does melt in your mouth and you can't eat too much of it because it's so delicious um it is it is swiss it is um yeah because oh, the yeah. the thing is matterhorn right like the little mm-hmm. um logo and then they got little bear that's secretly hidden in the logo right right um no, okay but, but swiss myth you know i'm i'm just well, we'll explain, like, the can, logo. We, can we explain yeah. swiss miss to the to interrobang so case. swiss miss um interrobang if you're not from america or even if you are but just have not been awake to the hot chocolate world <laughs> it is uh powdered pre-prepared hot chocolate that's not yet hot it's just the powder and it's then like in- it is, instant hot chocolate yeah. it's incumbent upon the user to add the provide the liquid be it hot water or hot milk or just cold oh, gosh. Which, people who add water is like that's how i grew up like we would have milo yeah, yeah. or um very rarely swiss miss because it was frowned upon to have so much sugar <laughs> Um, and we would just add water and then i think it was you michelle who was like did i say who who uses not milk and i was like evidently me and my entire family and i think you were horrified you had given me i think like a starbucks um like those chocolate packets hot chocolate packets not swiss miss and you're like it's like weirdly oily and i had i did not care at all because i was like these are delicious because they're miles beyond better what I had grown up with, and I poured water and you were just horrified. So I was like, oh well. I and then I tried the milk and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. And you're like, rightly so. So um, yes, uh, try the milk. <laughs> got milk. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Cut the Got Milk people, but um, yeah. Oh, I'm just reading also about the history of Swiss Miss. <laughs> yeah, what about? <laughs> The founder passed away a few years ago at 101. Oh, oh. but he was just is um, in Wisconsin. So okay. um, 
kind Why of came out of Miss? his family. Sana Dairy Engineers was founded by this guy's father in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of came up with, I guess they were. Uh... Why Miss? Is it just because it rhymed yeah, here, with Swiss? Exactly. Here we go. The founder's brother originally named the mix Brown Swiss after the cattle breed native to Switzerland. Mm. Although their products are actually made from a different cow breed called Holsteins. <laughs> but Bra- so they initially called it Brown Swiss, and it was in these pre measured envelopes that were given to airlines and restaurants to like, yeah, as an instant cocoa mix patterned after instant coffee. And then they started. Sure. Like, and then they have all the different branches of marshmallows yeah. and peppermint. And I love the peppermint. I think peppermint is probably my favorite combination yeah. of hot chocolate or coffee. Debatable. But they sold it, it with little Swiss Miss dolls that could be ordered with the little boxes. How cute. Whoa. But uh, I think perhaps. Yeah. So initially, one yeah, of the so, best. So the company the started chocolates. out that his, like the founder's father started out was um providing powdered coffee creamer to american troops sure so that's how it started I, I still don't like coffee by itself so when i go to work um i used to put like the powdered milk stuff because that was free but i don't like that and so i just put a whole powdered packet of swiss miss or nestle hmm. into my hot chocolate and it effectively becomes a do we say mocha or maca I say mocha. I think I've been watching too many British videos. Okay, yeah, it's, it's definitely mocha in the states. Pop mocha. It's like wow, that's it rolls off the tongue quite nice when you say mocha. It's too close to matcha tea. Have you tried a mocha matcha? A matcha mocha? No, no. I All think right. they would go well together. Hot chocolate, coffee with matcha you know, creaminess of matcha i think it could work. i've had had like um it would be like, a like really those, weird like color those, like, like the rice bun desserts with like chocolate and matcha it's yeah been pretty yummy yeah uh let's get into the music we have yeah let's, let's do that so another similar to the cellular massage phrase mm-hmm. that i've came across and been pondering over another thing i've kind of encountered in the past few weeks in Terabang um, is kind of in my workshopping and playing around with things in my dance practice. Uh, this concept of a teacher of mine introduced to me called rhythmic annotation. And I don't know if he came up with the phrase, but um, hopefully it's something that can kind of maybe make sense to you in some capacity. Cause I was explaining as I was explaining it to Stephanie and I think she kind of came to her own understanding of it. Um, so in the context of dancing and, and moving to music, the rhythmic annotation, he described it as, you know, with especially, you know, listening and considering the music theory. So maybe if it's like quarter notes or what measure it's in, maybe what style it is in, maybe it's a jazz style, funk, hip hop, what kind of groove it's basically set in that gives, you know, um, what kind of world it creates the music and usually it's like you know an ensemble of instruments and kind of within the piece it's kind of improvised not always doesn't have to but can be improvised you know how each instrument will have its own kind of journey and experience in this 
world that's being created by the general mood of the sound. And as a dancer, as a mover, you're, you're tasked with, you know, with the rhythmic annotation with really kind of being like a megaphone of movement for that specific instrument. You'll kind of pick an instrument to cue in on. Like maybe you want to focus on the hi-hat of the drum and like how the drum mm. is like, you know, hit the drummer like hitting that every couple of notes or whatever. And you want to kind of really emphasize that with your movements. And this differs from this, you know, oftentimes when we're dancing, it's like to the general melody or something, especially if you're like at a club or a social scene, you're just kind of dancing to like whatever kind of moves you, but this is like really honing in on something. And it could be, um, if it's a set song, you know, just listening and, and enunciating and moving towards sound of a specific instrument. Um, but also maybe for the, music itself is improvised um you could be maybe having like a kind of a a fun conversation with mm-hmm. that musician uh so maybe the drummer does a little like but and you kind of like move like that and then like you'll move like quicker and then then they'll repeat it but make it faster and respond to you and you can have kind of a like add some syncopation or something yeah and you could have like a nonverbal conversation so anyways i've been kind of workshopping with this and it's kind of takes a certain level because you're not focusing on what style of dance am I going to do this in? The music isn't is in a certain style and you're kind of just tapping into whatever you have in your subconscious of movement techniques and things. And you're just kind of focusing on, I want to make it clear that this is what I'm cueing into. Um, and you can do it with any kind of music, but we were just kind of workshopping with um, kind of um, like live music beats. Could we have like a live music, a live band there with like a keyboardist, a, a bass player, a guitar player and a drummer. So um, I guess, yeah, this is all kind of tying to like m- how you dance or move to songs, but I guess you could just, you don't have to actually move your body. You could just listen to music and just notice kind of those little small nuances in, in the sound. So yeah, um, I'll definitely let you talk about it if you have anything to add or what it kind of. Yeah, I was trying to, to think of, I was trying to think of some examples because I don't dance nearly as much or if at all. Um, relative to Michelle but I remember if a video I saw ages ago on YouTube and I maintain that this is probably one of the best videos to ever exist on the internet I think it's and, definitely one of the best videos for why for YouTube existing of like yes. a, a, a person like an amateur just a regular person yeah and I captured it, a real life moment there's no production team or anything it's just it a seems candid to be it moment. was quite a few people like I think there was a quote-unquote an original but now they somebody has super cutted a couple different snippets from different perspectives of what happened at this moment yeah um, and, and we'll try to include this link um in our twitter or something um of this saxophone battle in the one of the new york city subways um it's on a train uh there's one guy he's like busking inside a train which i didn't even know you could do i thought you could only bust in the stations and he's busking and then all of a sudden this other saxophone player kind of walks in and he notices that you know first guy's playing so he takes out his sax and um he's kind of like you know bopping a little bit to the beat like um nodding along and then you know once he gets ready then he starts joining in and you can see the people in the subway look left look right look left right and it looks like a tennis tournament um from the way that you uh, see these two go at it and they kind of approach each other kind of like you know dance battles from movies are like 
fancy choreographed where you know you've got like the west side story the jets and the sharks just kind of approach each other and everyone knows something's about to go down and then they have this like a beautiful um conversation that no one quite knows what they're talking about but yet everyone knows exactly what they're doing and it's very amazing to watch this sort of improvised seem, seemingly improvised seemingly unrehearsed um or unforeseen conversation take place and it's a beautiful harmony but also um it's nice to see teamwork just happen and they, they work so well in sync and you know like if one changes the beat then the other one will like listen and still like play a little bit of the old tune but then readjust to kind of like either match that other person's beat or one up them and um they just kind of keep building off of each other uh and it just keeps it stays interesting i think this video goes on for almost six and a half minutes and you know the whole time i'm always i've seen this video so many times but i'm always still enraptured and you know i watch every single second of it even though i've like heard it so many times um and it just oh it never fails to bring me joy and i i love those videos where uh or in songs where no matter when or where you're listening to it it just brings a smile to your face because knowing that this little bit of perfection in the world this little conversation um they're hearing each other and then they're responding and it's not like you're just being drowned out um because so and so wants to keep having their their voice and they're just talking over you like they're acknowledging your existence and like i hear i appreciate you and I have this to add uh, in addition to what you're saying. And I'm like, oh, that's quite nice. So yeah, good I conversation. Like, I like the, yeah, I also like, I, I'm familiar with this video like independently from Seth. I think it, yeah, it became one of the earlier viral videos yeah. on YouTube. But what I like, and I think just to add on to what Stephanie was saying is as a viewer and what, as a viewer watching the video of, you know, you weren't there, but also you can see the passengers in the train in the in the in the car like it's a way it's pretty clear that this is improvised impromptu but i always like those moments like you're saying stephanie where pre-flash dance days where it's like pre-planned pre the pre-planning flash mob flash mobs yes 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 yeah. I but, was not, like, the but movie, not the movie, the not movie, the movie, was flash like movie. i apologize okay, yes okay. yeah flash mob yeah you're right but yeah, i love those moments where even as the untrained ear, not a professional musician, you, it's such a human experience. That's why I think it's so yeah. human where you're just, you see something, you see a certain level of synchronization or meshing and you go, yes, that, yeah. and that could change. You could watch it six months later and go, oh, now that's another moment. That's a yeah. moment. And it's just so exciting There's because- different parts to get excited Because about. they don't tell you, because sometimes in things- you watch a film or something and they say, oh, this is the best part. You go, okay. And you wait and you go, oh yeah, that's the nice, that's the best part. But I but like it's getting better. You don't know. And all of a sudden, like, and then there's a little bit of downtime where maybe they're like the two saxophones. They're not like totally syncing up. They're so they're, they're adjusting, they're transitioning and they're kind of finding the next groove moment. Sure. Like, okay. Okay. But you don't know when the next thing's going to happen. All of a sudden, then they start playing again. You're like, hmm, okay, that sounds nice. And so, it's a and true then, jam sesh. And then it'll, then they'll mesh up again. You go, oh, that, another moment right there. Yes, that. And you it just feels describe. good. You can't describe. To yeah. align 
somehow like again even if you're not like musically inclined and then that's and then when you say yes you notice the people in the video listening go yes at the same time and, and they like, start to clap that? or something yeah, yeah what yeah. is that why do you it's just a very human thing where yeah you could have a variety of preference in music or training in music and whatnot but you're like that's a moment and I don't know if it's like if it's like pattern recognition or like anticipating that pattern happen because I think sometimes some of that satisfaction comes from you can sort of see where something's going and when things just align just perfectly it hits the right spot and yeah. you're like oh yes everything I wished for came true yeah and then uh yeah. you know it's that moment of of just things expecting how you turn wanted it to turn out to be and more. Yeah. So I think that I think Stephanie identifying that video is a great example of what I'm talking about. So we'll definitely I think it's just called like NYC Subway Sax Battle. We'll try to link the video. Some something similar. I just yeah, it might be take yeah. So it'll be it, but it's exactly how Stephanie described with the two saxophonists. Oh, sorry, I I, I just covered over my tab. It's called um, the video we're gonna link. It's the legendary NYC A Train Sax Supercut. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or okay. sax battle supercut. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so then with that, I'll just include a few songs that I've been workshopping this dance wise, movement wise. And um, yeah, just to kind of show you interrogating like how I've been approaching this topic. So the first is something that Stephanie, first song is something that Stephanie and I have enjoyed um, listening to with each other and like in some of our playlists whenever we hang out with each other and stuff so it's a remix of the song levels by nick jonas and it's the alex uh, how do you want to say this i say guinea guinea g-h-e-n-e-a remix um the song in its original form definitely has some real nice moments and it's like an electro pop song and nice kind of groove aspects but the remix i think it speeds up a smidgen but also adds a few more layers on, which is super fun. It levels it up. Ah, Yeah, it's super fun to just kind of, like I said, get, I like to do as like a warm up to this kind of exercise I'm doing where I'm like, okay, let me like listen to this little snippet of it, uh, aspect of it. So there's that. Similarly, and kind of the same genre, same kind of sound, uh, it's Like I Would by Zane. Um, Stephanie's formerly of... Friend. Oh, my buddy, my buddy. One of Stephanie's mates. My buddy Zane, yeah. Formerly uh, One Direction. One Direction. Uh, one of his earlier solo, I think it maybe was, was on his solo album. I went second solo album. <laughs> I'm a uh, bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, God has some good different like beat breakdown sections there, which is really uh-huh. fun to groove to and study and it's very salient. And then I start to kind of transition in, in the next song into a bit less because because like dance pop music can be a bit predictable and that's mm. why i feel the first two songs are like after a while you can, you can even on your first listen you can kind of guess like what's going to happen next how it's going to go how yeah. it's going to go the chorus the bridge the verse the the beat drop you know how they might change the structure so, the structure of the song you can kind of tell what's going to happen even if you're the first time listener um and then the, the this third song is from the movie soundtrack for a social network which was done by members of nine inch nails trent reznor and atticus ross and it's called this song is called a familiar taste 
And it's very um, mechanical, very robotic, electronic, but it's also, so you can be kind of like very rigid, but it's very kind of fast paced okay. in moments okay. if you want. There's a lot of things to pick up on and, and hinge off of if you want to go with that. Um, but it's also nice because you can, as in movement, what I like to do sometimes with songs like this is that I want to be emphasizing and having the most salient parts of my movement be at the beginning or end of certain beats or set, like of certain notes. And that's fun hmm. to tinker with in this piece of like, kind of how you, in your experience of like, you know, do I just, do I only change my body position at each beat or am I moving in between each beat and then just mm-hmm. like freezing at each part mm. and you can kind of introduce this like level of like liquid softness nature to it even though on the surface it sounds very yeah very robotic and clean and mechanical and you have to only move when the beat is happening or whatever i have a i have a good question for you in relation to this yeah um so when i was in my daft punk heyday uh heavy research rabbit hole phase um, I read a YouTube comment that said that they noticed how Tama Bangalter and most people, um, when they listen to the music, they tend to emphasize on the upbeat of the music, um, like like the first note of like say a measure. It's like you know, uh, four four timing. It's like one two three four. So mm-hmm. they'll put the emphasis on one, um, or one and or three, right? Um, but they noticed that Guy Manuel, the other one of Daft Punk, um, he would do his emphasis on the downbeats, so like two and four, which is not super common, but like in certain cultures, I guess, maybe like some of the French music, um, less pop stuff, I guess, um, that's where the the downbeat would come into play. So do you notice when you are um, articulating your movements for a familiar taste and or other pieces? Do you tend to gravitate towards the, you know, one and three equivalents? It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. That's what's okay. fun about the songs I'm listing here. Okay. Interesting. Make that decision. Because, no, that's a great thing. Because I, I, I find it so it, hard to, like, concentrate on the downbeat. Maybe that's just how I was yeah. raised it takes, or how it takes I practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes oh, practice. that's so interesting. And I think we talked about it in Terabang where, like, we say, you know, listen to this with headphones or listen to it in mm-hmm. the car because depending on the different sound system, like, you can definitely hear those things a bit better. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's another like fun choice. So like, yeah, hmm. plethora of options, which can be a bit overwhelming. But I think that's where the fun is of like, I'm going to be intentionally doing this. And it's not just as, just a, to, as a dancer, just, yeah. mentally just, but also can you make that clear to the audience that that's what you're doing? Mm. That's where it gets challenging. Because mm-hmm. it's like, just because you're making the decision, can you make it clear to the audience that's what you're doing? Hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's a yeah, it's a great aspect to to pick up on is yeah, the downbeats versus upbeats and like and where within the measure, mm-hmm. um, you're really making like the most most emphasis. change, most yeah, emphasis yeah, yeah. on yeah, huh. um, all fun stuff. So, last two songs here, I think, are getting a little bit into the freeform aspect. They're kind of classic rock, actually. Um, I grew up with that. My dad exposed me to a lot of it and as a kid he'd give me the albums and these were two songs from these albums that I was like very drawn to um before I even you know I was primary school age so I didn't know about this rhythmic annotation but I was kind of doing it already on my own as a kid mm-hmm. so the first is Eruption by Van Halen which is just pretty much like a 
non-structured guitar solo Mm -hmm. and it's just very sporadic and it's a lot of like gaps of silences where you're like Hmm. as an early listener you're like what's going on what's going on and it ramps up when it goes down it goes this goes left goes right goes all over the place Hmm. and like with practice you can kind of hear it but what I like to do is you know I don't listen to it every day for sure the songs I just kind of you know I've grown up listening to the song but I like to enjoy like just doing a cold listen like you know maybe it's been a couple of years since I heard it and just like relaxing a little bit and just mm-hmm. letting it move me and mm-hmm. like, oh no I kind of do remember it and responding to the different sporadicness of the notes mm-hmm. I think that one's fun and then to end with is another kind of similar as similar thing with uh classic rock mainly hinging on like a freeform guitar solo is mm-hmm. stranglehold by ted nugent hmm. um a little bit less sporadic than eruption but really fun to like groove to and you know i like it because it encourages me at least when you're dancing sometimes you tend to focus on like just moving the shoulders or the hips mm-hmm. but it's like what if you kind of like really like go into the knees or something go into the ankle or a different part of your body mm. um so it's like eight minutes long too. <laughs> you have like plenty of time. Oh yeah. It's plenty um, of time to experiment and yeah. And like no vocals in the last that. three songs. You know, there's no no like hardly any vocals. There's a few vocals in Stranglehold, but not as much. So those are songs that I've been doing this kind of workshopping this in and serving. But you know, as Stephanie brought up, you know, you could do it with plenty of other artists like you know, like you know, Daft Punk you know that'd be a great start or something. And so I love just- listening to the layers and like breaking down. Daft Punk's ladies, because ostensibly, you know, at the first couple of listens, it sounds like they haven't added much, but then, if, you know, you, you there is that rabbit hole to, to dive down into, and so I think they have added yeah. layers that are not so obvious. Yeah, I think first. electronic music is maybe a good starting point, I guess, for this yeah. type of exercise, because, yeah, they usually do a slow buildup, and you can hear them adding on each layer, and you go, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I can see, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it's mm-hmm. all together, so, well, yeah, so, Anyways, thanks for exploring that with me. Um, that's just kind of what's going on in my world a little bit. Um, all fun stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you're doing well in Terrebing. Hope this was maybe brought up some things for you. Cellular massaging, what your official smell is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke and say Axe Body Spray, but I don't actually know what Axe Body Spray smells like. Oh, boy. <laughs> You know, water intake needs of fish. All right. Hope you find something weird that you like <laughs> too, terrifying. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Take care, terrifying. And we will see you next time. Have a good rest of your day or evening or whenever time it is for you. Bye.